you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Both. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Welcome to Orange Ball Juice, always fresh, never toxic, family-friendly b-ball blabber. My name is Brooks, and as always, I'm joined by my two household NBA analysts, my teenage sons, Spency G and Marky Man. How you doing, Spency? I'm doing pretty well. And Marky Man, how are you? I'm doing good. Oh, that's that's really good to know. Well, as you guys know, um, it's been a pretty crazy March Madness, lots of upsets. Um, you know, this is an NBA podcast, but we, we can't help but talk about uh, March Madness a little bit. Uh, last night, uh, Florida Atlantic beat Kansas State 79-76, uh, to 76, and that was a big upset. And uh, UConn also beat Gonzaga, which was another upset. So... Um, How's your uh, Marky Man? I know you have your your pool that you're in. How's your How's your bracket doing? Um, my bracket is not doing well at all. I don't have any teams left that are yeah. in the. I didn't even have any teams that were in the Elite Eight. I might have had Gonzaga. I can't quite remember, but I'm. I believe I'm still leading in my bracket. Even you mean though, you mean in your with your friends with my that, friends right? So there's what only like five of you, right? Yeah. So even though you didn't have any of the teams in the Elite. In the Elite Eight, yep. you, your friends did even worse. I only got two wrong in the Sweet 16, so it basically, right. like, nobody else did that, like, came even close to that, so. Right. Um, and so, Spencey, have you been watching any of it still? Um, I mean, you're actually at yeah. a couple games, which we mentioned. Uh, you're uh, at the first, you're in the opening, saw a couple of the opening mm-hmm. day games in Orlando. Um but none of, oh wait so San Diego State, San Diego State they're playing State today playing. they played today at two and you saw them mm-hmm. you saw their first game uh, yeah and then the other the other game today is uh, Texas at uh, Miami yeah. so that's cool um, San Diego State let's root for them since you saw yeah. them live might as well they might as well be our team that we root for that's pretty cool and then uh, you know maybe next week we'll do another little check in because then the the final four games will have happened by next week's episode. Um, and then the championship games on Monday. So, but this is my question for you guys. Since we know that Florida Atlantic and uh, UConn are in, and then we know there's the games today are San Diego State versus Creighton and Texas versus Miami, who's your pick to make the championship game? Spencey? Um, I'll say UConn and let's just say San Diego. UConn and San Diego State. Yeah. Okay, and Marky Man, who you got in the final? Um, I'd say Texas and UConn. All right. Is that even a possibility? I don't even know. Let me just... Because I don't know who's playing who after. Because there's yeah, still yeah, Elite yeah. Eight games, so it's That's really right. frustrating well, to see. There's what... four teams left in the Elite Eight because yeah. those games haven't been determined. But I don't know. Yeah, so check the bracket. Well, I know Miami's playing Florida or 
Miami's playing Texas. That's right. Um, so presumably the winner, yeah, I don't know the winner this, of yesterday's games who plays the winner of these ones. I don't for the final four. I don't know what that bracket so, yeah. looks like. Yeah, it's you can't. It's kind of really know what to predict like as a final <laughs> because team. you don't have the bracket in front of you. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> anyway, um, oh wait, hold on, I, I can. I can get it right here. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to wait too long. I haven't been watching it that closely, but I was watching. Um, there was a huge upset in the in the women's tournament last night as well. I think that UConn lost, and that was the yeah. first time they haven't made the final fours for like years and years or something. And yeah, it's been pretty exciting. And as, as you know, there's a lot of always fun stories. And uh, who's the guy, Marky, the the five foot eight guy? What's his name again? Marquise Noel. Right, Marquise Noel. He's a fun story. There's always these cool and interesting stories. And so, the NCAA, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll, Texas, UConn is not a possibility. Right. They're okay. On. Well, then let's strike that out. So I'll say UConn and Florida Atlantic has my final. Ooh. So that would be a huge, if Florida Atlantic makes the final already, that's going to be a huge. Upset for them to even make the final, let alone. Yeah. Well, and, they're the uh, nine seed. Yeah. There hasn't ever been a nine seed in the Elite Eight. So, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Oh. Alrighty. Well, why don't we pivot back to talking about the NBA? We're, <clears throat> as you know, we're getting very close to the end of the regular season in, in the NBA. It's been an exciting and hard to predict season. So, why don't we look back at some week 23 highlights? That was awesome. And lowlights. All right, Spency G. Um, what do you got in terms of uh, um, your highlights for the week? Yeah, so my highlight for this week is Austin Reeves. Um, he's been, I mean, he's just been leading the Lakers, and he's just had a career 35-point night this week. Um, he's been putting up great numbers, and he's also recently promoted to a starter he took Malik Beasley's spot and like he's a pretty he's a really fun player to watch um like he's just one of those guys that got a two-way contract in the COVID kind of situation and now he's like yeah he's one I potentially you could say the third option now is either him or D'Angelo Russell um yeah I think you could say that he's the third option yeah, well, he's what? He's like a shooting guard, right? Like a yeah. number two. But he's he seems like he can slash to the net, and he's really yeah, fast. He's he, got a lot yeah. of speed. And he's, you know, yeah, that's what from the highlights I've seen, it seems like um, he's really effective in that in that way, mm-hmm. where he's, you know, he's just one of those uh, high-energy, high-intensity guys yeah. that are just give defenses a lot of problem. What do you think about, about uh, Austin Reeves, Marky Man? Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, he's super entertaining to watch. He doesn't look like he he does have a really quick first step and is pretty explosive for a guy who doesn't look like he should be explosive. Like he's not like he doesn't yeah. look like an athlete, yeah. really. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he got a couple ten day contracts last year and hit like a game winner for the Lakers. Yeah, and then now, yeah, it's pretty cool that he's been able to carve carve out a a spot on the actual like a full spot. Yeah, because it seems I know it's weird. I mean, I don't I don't have that much familiarity with the Lakers in terms of their new look since the trades. Because he was he wasn't a, a new addition; he was on the team already. Yeah. Um, but 
um, in terms of like, for instance, D'Angelo Russell, he, the knock on him is that he can be inconsistent, that he can sort of mm-hmm. yeah. disappear or just have a bad night and not be effective. Um, but it's, uh, but it's great because Reeves just seems that he's putting together. Yeah. What? So on, uh, yeah, he had that 25 point game. And then what was the game you said, Spencey, an even bigger game? He had? Uh, I think he had, he had 35. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he had, or it was a thirty-three point okay. night. The game against Orlando uh, last Sunday, I think, was his. That might have been the one. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, incredible, great story, lots of fun, and frankly, kind of makes you. He's one of the things that makes you want to root for the Lakers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because sometimes they're annoying. <laughs> they're yeah. kind of like, you know, the league is very much caught up in their drama all the time. But they're a, they're a more likable team all around now. It seems like. Anyway, uh, Marky Man, what's your low light from the week? My low light is the Luka Doncic and the Maverick situation. Right. So, yes. So, what is the deal with them? So, they are, what, 3-7 and seven of the last 10. Since the trade, they've lost 12 of their 17 games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Doncic just said... He no longer finds himself smiling on the court ever. <laughs> so, like, which is really funny. Which is like, he's like fully dissing Kyrie at this point because he said, like, after the change, we are not what I thought we would be. And now I'm like unhappy every single <laughs> yeah. time I'm on the floor. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, what I thought was funny, I mean, first of all, I saw the, there was a headline. Um, an article and just the picture of him looking unhappy yeah. really made me laugh, but just yeah. cause it just, he yeah. just looked so sad. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's bizarre. They've lost, now they've lost three in a row. Um, and you know, I, at least, I mean, Monday they lost against Memphis. Okay. In Memphis, it was a, it was a close game. Doncic was out in that game. Um, and then I can't remember their next game. Uh, oh yeah. They lost to golden state yeah. at home and, and they lost to the Hornets. Yeah. Yeah. And then they lose yeah. at home to Charlotte, which yeah. is like, and that's with Doncic and Kyrie in the lineup. And both of them had good games. Doncic was, had 34 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists. And Kyrie had 18 points, nine rebounds and seven assists. And they lost, mm-hmm. which kind of just m- implies that they have no depth. And yeah. yeah, I think, <laughs> but I think that they only seem to trust each other, which I think also causes more problems. Like if you see clips, it's like, uh Oh, one of them, like, is in a bit of a bind so then they just throw it to the other one and it's just essentially them playing ping pong right, right and it's like they definitely do have a depth problem but i don't think it's like like they should be better than they are they just yeah. have zero yeah. chemistry and they just their offense doesn't make sense like i had predicted it it just yeah. doesn't well, work well, is it yeah. that they're worse with both of them on the floor like that doesn't make sense but maybe it's just because they don't have a plan as to who like who gets the ball? Yeah. Well, it's it's hard to say because I've seen I've like watched some Mavs close Mavs games, mm-hmm. and yeah, Doncic is just sitting in the corner, not doing anything, and Kyrie is like isoing and then shoots a step back three that doesn't go in, and it's just like, yeah. I don't wonder what Luka Doncic feels about that. Like he, he obviously Kyrie's a great clutch scorer, but he he hasn't been like some games I've seen he hasn't been like amazing. He's in the like in crunch time and Doncic is like doesn't have the ball as much and it feels wrong like he it's just it's hard to say like I almost feel bad for Kyrie a little bit just because it's like you're you're like 
like Luka Doncic is the best player on the team now like doesn't enjoy playing basketball after you've joined the team. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, everybody's been, I mean, even the fact that there was the trade, everybody started to say this already where it's like, we we're in a time where NBA players, if they express unhappiness, we all know what that means. Yeah. That means they're going to angle to get out of a situation mm-hmm. and look at Kyrie. I mean, I don't feel sorry for him because he's the one who is like, I want out of Brooklyn. Like, okay, you want out of a team that has, you know, Kevin Durant on it. Okay. Yeah. Well Well, then, then who cares? And yeah, well he was whining because he was like feeling so attacked. He's like, I'm not the problem. Everyone just thinks that I'm like a poison when I come to the team. Well, it seems like it is kind of true. And it seemed like things were finally, you'd finally figured them out in Brooklyn and you were winning games. And who cares if you're, grumpy or not it's your job and you're getting paid like hundreds of millions of dollars yeah and then well now and now you're on a worse team and no one still no one likes you so who (laughs) cares including the team star i mean yeah yeah, i think it also seems like the management in brooklyn might have just been like yeah "Eh." they did they they clearly were like we're not sending him to the lakers so well yeah "Ah, let's just send him here who cares well it was like funny Kevin Durant also had like a private or trade request that didn't like go post. Yeah. So, yeah, according to like after the trade happened, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't feel like I don't. If Kyrie's getting having these big games, I don't know if he's a problem. It's probably not. Like it's probably the lack of depth and who they traded away. Well, sure. Like at the end of the day, like it's basically what it seems to me when I watch those. It's Kyrie, Luca, and like Reggie Bullock that. Yeah. Or like Tim Hardaway Jr. that touched the ball the most. Yeah. Well, they yeah. also have. Don't they still have Christian Wood? Wood. Yeah. And yeah, well, Dwight Christian Powell. Wood. Like I know people are Dwight, complaining I mean, about Dwight, Dwight Powell. Amazing, but but uh, like I definitely. Well, that's the thing. It's like I don't think it, it's not stat padding, but it's also like if they believe that they are the only good players on the team, they're going to have big nights. But I don't even think that because I do like the things I do. Like Kyrie does get assists. Luka does get assists. Yeah, they all get assists, but it's like, because they draw in three guys and kick it out to someone who's absolutely wide open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, what? what's the say? Yeah, didn't, like, Maxi Kleba got the pass from Kyrie to hit the game winner. Recently. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and who knows? I mean, the, the problem is now is that as, as, as of this recording, they're out of the plan. I think yeah. they're in yeah. 11th now. Well, Right. I, yeah, so, I, I don't think it's honestly. I don't even think it's like the team. The players have beef with each other. To be honest with you, I don't think the players honestly have a problem with Kyrie. Like, like I don't even think that's the case. I just think it was a bad trade, and the team got worse because yeah. they yeah. got rid of guys that yeah. shouldn't have been gone. They weren't really actually good. focusing on how Kyrie would fit in the team. They just noticed that they could get a really good player. Yeah. And that's all that. I think, well, it's a huge roll of the dice. And the truth is it could still, like, even now they could sneak in, they could go on a bit of a roll and win around. But I don't think anybody thinks that. I don't, I'm surprised no one's talking about a potential coaching issue because. Oh, I think they are. (laughs) Like, I, I mean, usually I hear like a lot, but like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen very much about that because like the team was built for Luca. That was mm. the entire point. Yeah. And then they just bring in. But then they ditch Brunson, right? But then they ditch Brunson, who and actually. Dinwiddie. And Dinwiddie, who actually reasonably complimented 
Doncic. Yeah. And then they bring in Kyrie, which kind of screws with the formula, but they're still playing like like I don't know. Honestly, they they should have just stuck with the team with Brunson yeah. and Dinwiddie. I think they yeah. would have been better this year. Uh, almost definitely. Yeah. If they had just like gotten like a bit better center, like a couple like Yeah. Bring, a couple could, bench pieces, yeah. they could have yeah. been really good. So that's I mean, it's management, but also with co- co- I mean, coaches are tasked with you win with what you have mm-hmm. and yeah you can complain all you want but you know they'll eventually make a coaching change but i mean it, who knows Doncic is powerful enough as a player he could probably force his way out in the offseason if he really wanted to yeah um but who knows i mean almost definitely Kyrie will yeah. be gone uh and so maybe they can go to him and say here's the plan for the future but yeah I mean, who knows? And they're kind of, it's just kind of, yeah, I agree. It is a low light, but it's also just, I don't know how surprising it is really. No, everyone called this. Yeah. Um, All right. So why don't we get a little bit more specific about uh, last week? We'll look back at at, at week 23 and find out. All right, so the first game I had you guys uh, look at was Boston was in Sacramento to take on the Kings uh, on Tuesday. So, Marky Man, what happened? Um, it was a pretty uh, demoralizing game for the Kings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, it was just, I mean, the first quarter was close, but then, like, the Kings completely just fell off. Like, the Celtics were running through them. Uh, the Kings had uh, had 14 turnovers to Celtics five. Mm-hmm. Like the points off turn- turnovers, Celtics had like 21. <laughs> uh, Kings couldn't shoot the f- free throw to save their life. They shot 67 percent, 14 f- for 21. It's pretty bad for them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's first just... we should say, okay, first of all, Boston won the game 132 yeah. to 109. Yeah, um, and you would you'd pick Sacramento to win by six. Yeah. Um, and they did not. Yeah. 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 And I had Tatum as the, oh wait, no, I had, uh, I had, uh, De'Aaron Fox as a perf- top performer for the Kings, I believe. Yeah. But he wasn't even the top performer. It was DeMontis Bonas who had 16 points, 13 rebounds and 12 assists. So he did monster triple double, but yeah, it wasn't a close game at all. The Celtics, <laughs> It was honestly pretty sad for the Kings because, like, they're the third in the West, and they just got completely ran through by the Celtics. So it's yeah. I think part of it was the uh, the Celtics were coming off of uh, an, a loss, um, yeah, to Utah. They they lost their previous game to Utah. I'm not sure when that game was. It might have been on on Sunday, but you know, I think when these top teams lose a game they shouldn't have lost, they 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 generally don't lose two in a row. Yeah, um, and uh, also, let's be honest, I mean, at the end of the day, as we know that Sacramento doesn't play very good defense, Boston yeah. has both a great offense and a great it's defense. Also, yeah, it's also like like the Celtics shot, shot the ball like 15 more times, too. The Celtics were shutting down the Kings on offense quite a bit, and they weren't, like, Kings weren't even getting very many shots off yeah. at points. Yeah. And when that happens, it's like there's nothing you can do. And you know the the Celtics are, um, as we know, are really are really deep. Um, 
Tatum had an amazing game. Yeah. Um, also, Jalen Brown had a really and good Derek game. White and Derek White had 20 White. points, yeah. seven rebounds and 12 assists. So. Yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're <laughs> you know, your third guy yeah. does has a game like that. And he then, isn't even really their third guy, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he's like their, th- I guess he's their backup point guard. I get, well, there's Marcus Smart. All right. There's, Marcus Smart's their starting point guard. Yeah, there's like. Technically. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I guess he use it like he's your fourth guy. They also have like Mal- Malcolm Brogdon too. Yeah, they have so many guys. Robert Williams, Grant Williams, like yeah, there's tons Can't of guys. With Malcolm Brogdon is on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many teams would like so yeah. many of their guys, but I guess that's what happens when you become such a top team. Is that um, that's the case with the Bucks too? Y- y- when you when you are mm-hmm. everyone realizes that you could win it all. There's some guys that are like, I just want to stay here because I want to win. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, then, Malcolm Brogdon, yeah, he used to be the best player on the Pacers, got traded to the Celtics, and now is the sixth best player. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sacramento, I mean, had some other games this week in which they won. I mean, it's not it's not like they've faded at all. They're 7-3 and three, uh, in their last 10. As of right now, they've won two straight. Yeah. So they're still playing very well since uh, – since the break and uh yeah i mean there's nothing to sneeze at i realize i think i got your i gave you guys the wrong point differential but both of you you know because the celtics won by what's that uh, 23. 23 points um yeah so you guys actually had much bigger point differentials because you both picked the sick the, or pardon me sacramento um you said they'd win by six and and uh spencer said they'd win by five but Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next game of the week that I had you guys look at, which was on Wednesday. Phoenix was in L.A. to take on the Lakers. So, Spencey G, what happened? Um, the Lakers, I predicted them to win by um, five. Mm-hmm. And they ended up winning by 11. And I thought it was going to be A.D., but it was a R. <laughs> um, Austin Reeves. Yeah. Um, uh, the key to this game was that the Lakers shot 46 free throws um, and had multiple high scores. Um, yeah, the Suns were, they had a lot to say about the officiating in that game. Everyone was complaining about it. I mean, it is, no team should, should be shooting that many free throws. It is kind of ridiculous. Right. Um, <clears throat> And I mean, it wasn't. It was the Lakers still did play very well. Yeah. Um. But there, it definitely did seem like there was some. Yeah. The they, yeah. I mean, the refs did help with that, but I, the Lakers still did play well. So. Yeah, probably the first time in a while, and certainly I'll bet the only time this season that they've played Phoenix or most teams where they they actually had higher field goal percentage, three point mm-hmm. percentage, and free throw percentage because as we know the. You know, before the Lakers were a terrible shooting team and they've improved greatly since that since the trade deadline moves. But, um, yeah, I mean, if they're shooting well and somebody like Austin Reeves, you know, and but all like I guess their big three (laughs) now without uh, LeBron in the lineup are are Reeves, um, D'Lo and A.D. And they all had good games in that game. So I think if all those three guys are playing well, they have a good chance to Mm -hmm. win. Phoenix are still anxiously awaiting the return of Kevin Durant. Um, so it makes it a lot harder. You know, they're still trying to just hold, I guess, just hold their position. They're still sitting in fourth. Yeah. Four and six in their last ten. Uh, but they're they're just kind of holding 
in a holding pattern until uh, he returns, which supposedly is next Wednesday against Minnesota is when KD is coming back. So um, that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I mean, the Suns are very hard to predict. They're kind of like in a similar situation to the Lakers where like the key centerpiece of the team is injured, but then is going to return kind of basically for the tail end of the season and the playoffs. And that might change everything for them. Or won't work at all we'll flame it Mm -hmm. you know same with lebron hopefully he you know he's can play all the way through the playoffs or whatever but anyway so on uh on thursday the thunder were in la to take on the clippers marky man so what happened yeah it was a pretty embarrassing game for okc i had um the the final score was 127 to 105 for the clippers i had the clippers winning by four they won by 22 i had the top performer as Kawhi, and he was a top performer with 32.6 rebounds, six assists, and four steals. And all, uh, I mean, yeah. Kawhi Leonard always spreads out the stat sheet. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was yeah, it was embarrassing offensively for the uh, for Thunder. I mean, Shea had 30 points, but he only had three assists. Like they couldn't even crack 30 points scored in a quarter. Mm-hmm. And the Clippers won by 22 and only put up 18 points in the second quarter. Yeah, so it's. I mean, it was just absolutely embarrassing for OKC, given the fact that, like, the Clippers didn't even have an outstanding game. Yeah. It was a complete, like, offensive breakdown for the Thunder. And they were just, like, the amount of fouls, like, cheap fouls they were giving is, like, they were just kept bailing out the Clippers. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was a problem. Well, I think, and one of the factors similar um, to what I was saying before is it was a back-to-back game with OKC. And on, and on Tuesday, OKC was in... LA as well um and they won they won 101 to 100 and that's also the game that Paul George got yeah. injured in uh toward the and he was a top performer in that game he had 18.7 rebounds five assists three steals and a block and then late in the fourth there was the hard foul by uh, Lugens Dort so uh PG got caught he got caught in the torture chamber and uh then he got injured and now he's out and I think you know so now two nights later they're playing again yeah. And the Clippers are like, we're not losing to these guys again. Yeah. Forget it. And they, you know, um, yeah. they played really well. And Kawhi's been playing extremely well. Yeah. Um, regardless, I yeah. mean, he's always he had four steals in that game. You know, they, I think they they upped their defense against yeah. OKC is that was probably the main the main yeah. thing. And they just they're not going to let you know, uh, you know. Shea and, yeah. and and I mean and Giddy go crazy on them again. Yeah, like I mean the Clippers had like six players, almost like eight players with double digit points. So yeah. it's like yeah. Well, and we know when they when they have all the. I mean Westbrook had a pretty good game. Um, he had seven assists and yeah. twenty four points. So yeah, I mean the Clippers again, like they're so hard to predict. They're six and four in their last ten. Um, they're sitting in number in the fifth spot. Um, the Warriors, though, are nipping at their heels. They've won three straight, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. A- including, you know, uh, uh, what was that big win this week that they had on, on the road? Like they against Phoenix, I believe. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the Lakers. What's what's on the Clippers? Yeah, no, they won in Dallas, uh, just barely. Uh, they won one twenty seven to one twenty five. Uh, in that game. And that was a game in which Luca 30 points, 17 assists and seven rebounds. And, and Curry had like Curry, Curry had a Curry game, but with 13 assists and like 20 Curry? points. Curry. Yeah. So you're talking about, I said, I'm saying 
I'm si- I was just talking about the Warriors and how the Warriors are, oh, yeah, are yeah, yeah, nipping yeah, sure. at the heels yeah. of the Clippers, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And so er, they've won three straight. So right yeah. now, there's a good chance they have the same record. The Clippers are 39 and 36, and the Warriors are 39 and 36. The Warriors, I think, are in a position the way they've been playing with Curry back to overtake the Clippers. Um, yeah. So we'll see um it's 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 pretty it's pretty interesting but anyway uh the last game i want to talk about from last week is on friday phil speaking of the warriors philly was in uh was in uh san francisco to take on the warriors so what happened yeah um so the i had the warriors winning by three um, and I had the top performers of Curry, and the Warriors actually won by eight, and it was Curry as the top performer. Mm. Um, but the key to this game was Jordan Poole rallying the team in the fourth. Um, he played all 12 minutes, and he was like really efficient offensively um, to pull off a comeback. Um, and they managed to overtake the Sixers, even though Embiid had 46 points. Yeah. Um, so that was a really strong win for them, and it felt like a, a, a playoff game. Was it at home? Or? It was at home. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, but that's after you know they'd won a, a squeaker in Dallas, um, just barely on Wednesday, and then on Friday they're at home against the Sixers. And even though they play really well at home, the six the Sixers have been up until um, I mean they're still seven and three in their last ten, but they've had a couple of, I mean Harden was out of that wasn't in that game. Uh, as far as I know, he was out. Um, and yeah, as you say, Embiid had 46 points, eight assists and nine rebounds and uh, Golden State still won. But yeah, it was pool was sort of the X factor um, and end up, up. Oh, <laughs> Marky's phone's going off. Uh, ended up uh, um, with 32 points. Uh, and uh, yeah, they, they had that late surge. Uh, and even Draymond had a, um, he had a double double with 10 points, 10 assists and seven rebounds. Yeah. I think, what I've been hearing, and I would—I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't know. I know Wiggins has been out. He's been out for a while. We don't know if and when he's coming back. Yeah. Um, God about him for a while. Yeah, but the—I mean, they need his—they de- need his defense. I, I don't think he's coming back for the rest of the season. Okay, so if that's the case, I mean, a lot of people are saying without. I mean, they're—they're they're still good. They're playing better. All of that, but he was so key in their championship run last year. Yeah, because of the defense, he's one of the you know mm-hmm. their key defenders, and you know since they're yeah. not going to have since they're like they're hard to beat at home, but they're not great on the road. And if they're not going to have home court advantage, if they go because they're probably not going to catch the Suns, they're probably not going to finish the top end and that eventually almost at some point they're not going to have home court advantage. So it kind of seems like the odds are against them. Um, if that's the case, if they're not able to play defense and they're not able to win on the road, then, you know, it's not a very good formula for winning. Um, well that was, uh, so just to, just to wrap up, I, I messed up your, your guys point differential totals from last week, but anyway, don't worry about that. Uh, very interesting development, Marky Man, because you'd been ahead on uh, wins and losses for quite a while now, yeah. and you were only uh, one for four in terms of predicting wins and losses last week, yeah. which means you are now 38 out of 68 on the season, which is a 5.59 batting average, um, whereas Spency is now 39 for 68, so one more win than you for a 574 batting average. So, not you know, we only have uh, 
a couple of weeks left and the regular season will be over. So it's coming down to the wire with you guys in terms of wins and losses. Although I, I got the totals wrong, but Spencey definitely also had a major edge on you in terms of uh, point differential. Yep. Yeah. Um, this week. Uh, yeah, almost, uh, you almost doubled up. Like, well, that's what happens when you get the games wrong, then your point differential is usually out the window. Um, but, uh, so that's, um, <clears throat> that's pretty much it for last week. Uh, so, Hey, orange ball juice li- listeners, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating and write us a review on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Amazon music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we want to hear from our listeners, so hit us up on Instagram at orangeballjuice or email us at orangeballjuice at gmail.com. Send us your NBA questions and hot takes. All right, well, it's time to bust out the B-ball barometer and look ahead to next week's games. Buckets forecast. All right, so Wednesday, March 29th, these struggling Mavericks are in Philly to take on the sort of struggling Sixers. So, Spency, what's the forecast? Uh, the Sixers are going to win by 14, and Joel Embiid is going to be the top performer. All right. What do you got, Marky Man? Um, I have... The Sixers winning by five, and uh, Embiid as top performer. Pretty safe bet with him. Does anybody know the status of Harden or when he's back? Um, like it's not like a major I don't think injury it's that or anything. Serious. It's just he's yeah. Because they they definitely. I think it's just a day to day Achilles, but okay. I, I mean, I still think. I mean, it's so hard to predict, but I mean, you know. He's out, but he's deemed questionable to face the Suns. Okay, soon. Yeah, well, they're they're yeah to face the Suns. They do, do they have back to backs? They just played the Suns last night. Are they? Is that their next game? Too? Like, no, it's not their next game. Okay. Anyway, um, hmm. uh, on on Thursday, I think this is a huge matchup. Everyone would agree, but Boston, the Celtics are in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. So, what's the forecast, Marky? Um. I have the Bucks winning this game and Giannis as a star former. Bucks, Bucks winning by... by actually, you know what? No. Celtics winning. Okay. Celtics winning by six with uh, uh, Jalen Brown as a top performer. All right. All right, uh, Spencey, what do you think? Um, I have the Bucks by five and Giannis as the top performer. Okay. I will say um, the Bucks... Um, the Bucks had a, uh, a a pretty dramatic, a pretty pretty decisive win for the Nuggets last night against Milwaukee. I watched um, some of the game, and for the first half, it looked like Milwaukee was looking pretty pretty tough. But then uh, Jokic kind of turned on the Jets and uh, had a pretty crazy night, um, and and Murray looked good, and a lot of question marks had sort of emerged recently about. Denver because they've you know they've haven't been as good um in their in their last um in the last little while um they sort of they're they're five and five in their last 10 but lo and behold they've won three straight all of a sudden and uh maybe they decided that they're not going to <laughs> they're not going to mess around anymore and they kind of just turned 
just flip the switch back on or something because what's interesting too, and I was mentioning this um, to, to, to Spency earlier, is the um, the MVP race suddenly uh, Embiid has sort of eclipsed um, Jokic just because of the, mm-hmm. because the Sixers have been surging and playing better and Embiid's been on an absolute crazy tear. Yeah. Whereas Jokic had a couple of like wobbly games down the stretch and then they were only five and five in their yep. last 10 and that affects the whole view of the MVP race. Yeah. So I'm going to put it to you guys right now, even though we haven't finished uh, the segment, who's who's winning the who's winning the MVP? Uh, mm, Jokic. You still got Jokic? Yeah. Arky? Oh, say Embiid, why not? You got Embiid. All right. Anyway, the next game, um, Friday, I think this is a really interesting game. The Lakers are going to be in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. So what's the forecast? Um, I'll say the Lakers by really, eh? six. And, and D'Angelo Russell. So far. And what do you think? I think it's going to be the Lakers by three, and I think it's going to be Reeves. Okay, now, one thing I should point out, something that we haven't discussed, which is kind of um, interesting, is that um, Carl Anthony Towns is back. He was, uh, uh, Wednesday, he returned uh, to the lineup for the T-Wolves, and they, they won at home against Atlanta, and uh, he had 22 points. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, maybe he had it affected Gobert or whatever. There's that whole thing of like, now you got two big men. But Gobert still had a double-double with 12 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, and Edwards was, Edwards was out, and they still won that game. Mm-hmm. So they are suddenly a bit of an X factor. They've been playing a bit better lately. They're now, they're sitting in seventh. They're sure they're five and five. It's just like everybody <laughs> sort of, basically everybody from fourth to uh, 10th in the West is roughly 500 in their last 10, except the Lakers are seven and three in the last 10. But it's that, that weird issue with them. Like they're always kind of 500, but they're kind of sitting, they're sitting in seventh. They have the same record as the Lakers. Suddenly Carl Anthony Towns is back. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Do you think they're, they're going to play well enough to make the play in? Yeah. I, I don't care about the Timberwolves mainly just because <laughs> like, they should be exactly where they are, and they will make zero impact in the playoffs. Whereas I think this is the first time I am able to say this this season, but I do think the Lakers are actually a good team. Right. Um, so you think they have a – I mean, a lot of – I would agree. They have a better chance. Their ceiling this year is their higher. Their ceiling is higher than the Timberwolves. And I also think even the Thunder have a higher ceiling. Really? Put, than the yeah. Timberwolves? Yeah. Um, and – I mean, there's also an argument that the Pelicans could have a higher ceiling. They've won four straight yeah. all of a sudden, and they're like, they don't just want to give up. Yeah. Um, and now they're in the ninth spot. Yeah. So, they, and the thing is, the Lakers, they have AD, and AD is more tough and better than Cat and Rudy Gobert. Yeah. If he doesn't get injured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's very I mean, I'm fine with this. I mean, if 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 the playoffs started like this, I'm fine, you know, 
I, I had I have a bit of a soft spot for the Jazz that are in twelfth right now. The Mavericks, I would I, I also I actually kind of think it's funny if they miss the playoffs. Yeah, it's more fun if the Lakers are in for sure. Um, I love that the the Pelicans have shown a, a signs of life. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if what the deal is with Zion. Like maybe like imagine if they they squeak in, win their playing game, and then they do bring yeah. Zion back for the playoffs. Like that could be really interesting and fun to watch. Um, I I genuinely hope that happens. I think everybody yeah. would love that. Then it's sort of like a Phoenix style situation where oh suddenly we have you know. Katie's yeah. here for the the playoffs. What's going to happen? It becomes more of this wild card mm-hmm. kind of feeling of you you don't really know. Um, and, and and speaking of Phoenix, um, just for the last uh, game next week that we're going to talk about, the Nuggets are in Phoenix um, on uh, I think what is it next Friday, which is April Fool's Day, and um, Phoenix should have KD back. Supposedly he's going to be back this Wednesday against Minnesota. So that'll be his second game back. They're at home. The Nuggets, the best team in the West are going to, are, are going to be in town. So Marky man, what's the forecast? Suns by three with KD as top performer. Whoa, with KD. So you think he's going to get full minutes and just go crazy? Oh, that's a good point. I'll change it to Booker. <laughs> <laughs> I like you're so easily influenced by little comments. I I say, um, yeah. I mean, just like uh, you know, he definitely creates room and opportunity for other mm-hmm. guys to have big nights when he's out there. Because um, if nothing else, he's a he's a crazy decoy. Um, so, Spencey, what do you, what do you think? I had the Suns by six and Booker as a top performer. Okay. Well. We talked a lot about uh, a lot of teams, but uh, what we haven't done is, uh, you know, taken a whiff of what's cooking in Chef Pasquale's kitchen. Ciao, I'm Pasquale. Welcome to my kitchen. In this house, our nickname for Pascal Siakam is Chef Pasquale because spicy pea is what happens when you use the toilet after chopping jalapenos. And in fact, that happened to me just yesterday because we had Mexican uh, and I was chopping jalapenos. Anyway, um, so the Raptors, it's kind of like a weird time in Raptor land that, you know, they're sitting in ninth, I guess. But I guess we all kind of expected them to more or less be in this situation um they've had a lack pretty fairly lackluster season but we've seen signs of life with Pirtle and uh, at the trade deadline but they are five and five in uh their last 10 and um you know if we look at back at what's what's happened you know they on last sunday they they lost that tough game to the bucks uh, in Milwaukee, which was really frustrating because it looked like they had a chance to win that yeah. game and it kind of just got away from them at the end. Um, then they kind of la- laid a bit of an egg, I thought, uh, against Indy at home, another really frustrating yeah. uh, frustrating loss. And then sort of a must-win game um, was on Friday. Uh, they're also, again, at home against Detroit. And, you know, they have to beat Detroit, which they did. Yeah. They beat them pretty soundly one silver line so they so and then today they're they're actually um who are they playing today washington right they're playing washington who they have to be because washington is sort of nipping at their heels like a little a couple games back but it wouldn't be good to lose this game because yeah 
you know, Washington's trying to make the play. And right now we're, we're still ahead of the Bulls just barely, and we're ahead of Washington. But we're sitting in ninth. We can't really afford to, lo- to, to lose this game today. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit scary. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, what's your, what's your, what, what's the report card score you give them for this week? Uh, who are they? They're also playing the Heat. I'm not talking about next week. I'm just saying like, oh. how do you feel yeah. about, you know, they lost yeah. in Milwaukee. They, they lose at home to Indy. Yeah. Um, who's all, who's out of like, they're in 12th. So they yeah. sh- theoretically they should have shown up and won that game. Um, yeah. Um, I, for whatever reason, I swear we've lost to the Wizards a couple times this season. And we lost to them last week, I'm pretty sure. Right? I don't remember. Um, But I, like, I seriously, the Milwaukee game, I was still reasonably satisfied with because we showed that we can compete. Yeah. And we did, like, kind of throw it away at the end, but we did show that we can compete with them. The indie game was stupid. And that was one of our like classic, yeah, horrible games this season. And then I was very happy with how, like, it felt like we were a top team because we could just play the Pistons and absolutely destroy them. Yeah. And then our bench just continued the energy. Yeah. And that was that made me satisfied. So I think we're gonna beat Washington, and then we're playing the Heat. And then I think we're playing the yeah. Hornets twice. We're, we're playing Washington today. We're ta- we're playing the, uh, the Heat. Um, no, this it's actually not quite as good as you think. I wish we were playing oh. the Hornets twice. Maybe we are back to back. But so today we're playing Washington. So Sunday at Tuesday, uh, Miami's in town. So that's a winnable game. But that's going to be a tough game because mm-hmm. Miami's also, you know, <laughs> fighting to maintain their position um, in in the playoffs. They don't want to slip any further. Um, they're in seventh right now. Um, and then we're actually in Philly on Friday. That's going to be, right. that's the toughest game of the week. Uh, and then sun, next Sunday is when we play Charlotte okay. um, in Charlotte. So yeah. um, a winnable game, of course. So what do you think, Mark, Marky Man? We got, we got today, we got Washington, we got Miami, we got Philly, and we got Charlotte. How many games? Are we we'll winning? win all of them except for the Philly game. Nice. I like that attitude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've... So weird. I forgot the Heat existed, given the fact that we've like I don't even know if we've mentioned the Heat in like the last four episodes. I know we never talk about we the Heat. never talk or the Hawks. Like I know, like I like they're the only teams that like I, I just completely forget. Yeah, last we're, we're, episode. Anyways, yeah, we, I feel like we never talk about the Heat, especially like ever. So it's yeah. kind of weird that I'm looking yeah. at them. Well, because they were they were they're disappointing, and yeah. then they started to play better. Yeah, but they're still kind of like. Floundering a little bit. Well, they lost to Brooklyn last night. Um, they're they're six and four in their last ten. Like they've been struggling. All the it's just a similar problem. Like look at from the Knicks through the Knicks have now suddenly lost three in a row. Um, like from, they're in fifth, and then the Nets, yeah. and then the Heat, and the Hawks, and the Raptors. Like everybody's five hundred in their last ten in that stretch in that little thing there. Whereas you see the top teams. Uh, the top four are all have winning records in their last 10 and are all in sort of yeah. in their playoff yeah. push. They all look really good. Um, whereas it's that, yeah, the five through five through 10 were all kind of just, you know, and that it does seem like the Pacers have taken a bit of a dive and the Wizards have taken a bit of a dive. Um, so hopefully the Raptors can at least show yeah. up against the Wizards and the Heat. I'm not scared of the Heat really. Like, no, 
I feel like the Raptors rarely play the Heat, too. Yeah. Well, it's weird. I yeah. mean, we should. Well, they're not yeah. in the same division as the Heat. We're the worst team in our division. Like, yeah. we're, we, we have, like, the most, the uh, Raptors are in the most stacked. I can't, which, which, I can't remember what, uh, yeah, one we're in, but. Well, anyway, I, I think, you know, it's, uh, in the Atlantic I think we're going to make the play-in. I don't know what's going to happen then. Honestly, I have no... I, I, I cannot predict what's going to happen. I have no idea. Like, yeah. it really does depend. All right, so are you... Okay, I'll ask you in the East, Spencey. Do you, when you look at the, the playoff picture right now, do you think that's pretty much going to hold and be how it ends at 1 through 10? Like, not. In um, I'm sure there might be some jockeying yeah. between, say... The, the like the Nets gonna finish higher than the Knicks or, or 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 something like that. But do you think or do you think there's a chance that the Wizards or the Pacers could do a push and make it and push the Bulls or the Raptors out? Like how do you what do you think? No, I think that this looks pretty sound, except I do think that the Heat are gonna um get a, a playoff spot, so not that, play yeah. in. That's the other thing that's kinda makes them scary is that they're right there with the Nets. Yeah. And they just, they lost to the Nets. If so they had beat the huge, Nets, they would be in six. Yeah, if they, that's right. They'd be in six. So they're going to be hungry, certainly against the Raptors. And yeah. they're going to, you know, they want that sixth spot for sure. They don't want to yeah. have to, you know, everybody wants to not have to do the play-in if they can avoid it. So they're definitely hungry for that. Um, I don't think anyone should be scared. The Wizards are like kind of garbage. They've been, th- they're three and seven. Yeah. Like, and they're and, and they, they're yeah. they're definitely far, like they'd have to truly win a lot a they, lot of games basically win the last of, rest of their games because yeah. they're at thirty three and forty so that's seventy four that they only have eight games left <laughs> yeah so most teams we're we're talking we have so few games left in the season as it is so um, and then in the west is it, what do you think Marky is it, do you see this is it going to end up like this like it's a little different it's a little tighter where basically from the Timberwolves. And even the Warriors from number seven to number even twelve with the Jazz look like Yeah. I mean they could all squeak. Do you so right now the Thunder and the Mavericks and the Jazz are out. Do you think that's how it's gonna finish? Or do you think the Mavericks are gonna knock out the Thunder, or maybe the Pelicans? Like what's gonna happen there? I don't think the Jazz are gonna make the plan. Okay. So the Jazz um, are out. You don't think the yeah. Jazz can make it. What about the Mavericks? If the Mavericks make Mavericks it Mavericks could possibly make it. But who's gonna fall out? Then? I it would probably be the thunder so you think the mavericks have a chance but like yeah there's gonna be moving yeah. around but it's honestly it's so hard to say like the thunder could become like the eighth seed yeah like well just, the, the truth yeah. is the thunder could yeah the thunder could finish seventh yeah. the thunder could finish yeah. sixth theoretically the warriors yeah. could could flame could start flame out and mm-hmm. yeah like it's so tight but anyway i i kind of agree i think that's i i kind of think that the Mavericks are demoralized and yeah. um, the pe- all like the teams like the Pelicans and the Thunder, they have, they can see a path in the future. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Pelicans, not so much. The Pelicans I think are just playing for pride and, uh, you know, and guys like Ingram are like, no, we can win like without Zion and maybe yeah. he'll come mm-hmm. back. There's like, it's, there's still this formula where it could win. The Thunder are like, we're young. We're going to be mm-hmm. great for years, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And they're kind of like, we want, we want to taste now. Yeah. Whereas the Mavericks are like, we suck. We can't <laughs> yeah. win. We have zero future. We, we suck. We we're unhappy. We're cry. Yeah. We're cry babies. Yeah. You know, et cetera, et cetera. And that you see, I think that that was uh, Merlin kind of agreeing with that yeah. assessment. 
Um, anyway, that's that's kind of how how I see it. Um, but but uh, why don't we? Um, I think it's time to turn back the shot clock and Euro step our way into the past for time travel trivia. All right. So on Friday night, Jason Tatum scored 34 points in Boston's 120 to 95 win over the Pacers. It was his 40th 30 point game of the season, which breaks a franchise record in Boston. So my question for you, Spency, whose record did Tatum break? Bill Russell. Marky man. Larry Bird. Bill Russell didn't really score points that much. Well, like like as that. much points. Like he <laughs> like he yeah. like he was anyway, getting forty thirty point games in a season, so that's almost like and there's yeah. a good chance that's like more than half of your games. Oh well not quite. Just a it's right around half, just under half of your games, and the season's not over yet, so he could he'll add to that mm-hmm. record. So yeah, in the nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight season, Larry Bird had thirty nine. 30 point games and uh so that's been a pretty long-standing uh celtic mm-hmm. record so he passed one of the greats that puts tatum in pretty uh you know amazing company um yeah and i'm sure i wouldn't be surprised if it was bill russell who had the record before bird yeah well um, i mean bill russell's career average is only 15.1 points yeah but he yeah, probably that's played, he played but a long time he played garbage. 13 seasons he was an all-star star 12 times so he must he yeah I don't think he was that much of a point scorer. Yeah, he might have. He might have had a different formula. He made it. He, like he averaged twenty two point five rebounds and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, twenty two point five rebounds yeah. is insane. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, he never cracked twenty points per game. Wow. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, but Bird was uh, obviously we all know is an offensive juggernaut and a great shooter, so it's not mm-hmm. surprising. But uh, anyways, fellas, I figure we've got a lot of. A lot of uh, chores to do. I know that um, you guys should probably clean your bathroom and uh, got lots of homework to catch up on. So why don't you think about that? Um, and uh, other than that, I think that's just about it. You guys got anything else you want to add? Are you looking forward to the NCAA championship yep. next week? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll check in on your predictions and then we'll, that game's next Monday. So we'll watch that. Uh, there's a couple more games today, which we can check out today. And uh, until next week, listeners, we'll uh, see you later. See you. Bye. I got nothing else to say.